Great to have on Local News Live, Nicole Newman, great TV correspondent in Washington, D.C. Nicole, you've been covering the aftermath of Hurricane Ida. What is the main focus of crews as they try to help out those impacted by this storm? Uh, the main focus right now, of course, um, if you saw some of those images out of Grand Isle, Louisiana today, just seeing the devastation there, of course, many people still out of power on um, the White House saying today, I believe it's about a million customers, which is more than 40% of the state of Louisiana are still without power today. So of course that's where they are focusing all of their efforts on right now, simply because they are in a heat advisory. So, you know, on top of everything that they're dealing with, that's certainly unpleasant. What are they doing to help out those that are without power right now? You know, the main thing is trying to get them resources. Um, one of the things that was, you know, a, a lot's been said about Hurricane Katrina and comparing that to this specific storm and just its intensity. And one of the things that was learned from that storm so many years ago was to have resources already in place. So that's something right now that they do have on the ground and they're just trying to get those to the areas that are heavily impacted. Of course, um, the White House today saying about 31,000 households have already received $500 um, checks. So that's one of the things on um, the Small Business um, Administration as well, uh, working to help residents and homeowners, um, renters and homeowners with any assistance they may need as well as business owners, because of course some of those businesses I'm sure were impacted. I mean, I don't know how much um, if you've done hurricane response. I've done some in North Carolina with Florence and Matthew. And, you know, when you're trying to navigate through some of those areas, especially the rural parts where you can't really get to the people because, you know, whether there's just one road in or one road out and there's down power lines, there's down trees. Um, something that is really incredible that they did set up is um, it's a activating actually a routing assistance hotline. So basically first responders can call them and basically get directions on how to best and safely navigate their way around uh, some of the storm damage. How big you covering these storms is it a collective process, not just the federal government, but local communities to lend a hand and try to help people out, get back up on their feet. When Hurricane Florence came through um, parts of Eastern North Carolina and some of those surrounding areas, of course, not as maybe comparative on the same scale as Ida, but just kind of being there on the ground when basically, you know, homes are underwater. Mm. Afterwards, you're walking in them and you can go and you can see where the water level went up and you're everything, you know, uh, that these people own is basically sitting on the side of the road after, you know, their homes have been mucked and gut and they're losing everything. So usually you see always on the local level, they know the most what their people need. Cause a lot of these places too, especially the small areas, everyone knows everyone. So it's much more heartfelt when like, if we're in that area, you lose it, I'm losing it, you know? And so it's that collective effort to try to get people together to, um, you know, get people back on their feet. But of course, Connecting that with connecting, um, you know, to those other resources to try to get everyone working together to make sure that, you know, the effort is there and that the resources um, get to who they need to get to. We're speaking with Nicole Newman, a great TV correspondent in Washington, D.C., who is covering the aftermath of Hurricane Ida right now, specifically mostly uh, Louisiana. And it seems like you talked about it at the beginning. The big issue right now is power. 
Um, there's a, a lot of homes without power. A lot of people just have, have completely lost it in, in big areas. And the federal government is trying to restore power to people in these communities. But what do they do when they don't have power? Is there shelters being set up or do they just have to have generators or kind of what's the process of staying surviving without power in the meantime? You know, you have to think too that some of these areas first responders can't get to just yet. Um, what has been said um, by the White House is that 200 generators are already on the ground and they're trying to get those to the people who need them as well as more on the way. So I, I think really what we're going to see in the days coming and really in the weeks coming, because this isn't going to be something that you can just simply just bounce back from, is what that effort looks like as far as getting people you know, back online and getting them, you know, their power restored. What are some of the challenges that the federal government state officials have when trying to help these people out? Wow, you know, I would just say um, trying to help as many people as they could, they, they can, you know, um, it's overwhelming when basically a whole city or a whole town, like if you saw those images from Grand Isle, that's essentially the whole island. Yeah. The president of um, Jefferson Parish saying that their island is uninhabitable. So you have to think, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what the population is there, but um, to think that all of those people that call that area home now essentially don't have a home or they can't be on the island, you know, due to um, safety risk. Oh, that's well put. Uh, my last question, Nicole, uh, these federal officials that you've spoken with and you're, you're reporting on, do they want a lot of outside help or do they want it to be the people that are there already plus their own resources? Um, I, I guess, do they want extra help from the outside? You know, that hasn't really been covered, but I can say in just responding to situations like this and covering them, one of the things that you have to think of that this is still very fluid and you have to think about the safety risks. As of right now, they don't know what, you know, areas are, how can I say it? which ones are the most at risk and what's safe even for their people. As we were speaking earlier, you know, the Department of Transportation had to set up this um, hotline essentially for the first responders to be able to route and have some direction and guidance to make sure that they, along with the 25,000 other linemen, which we know I'm sure are linemen from across the nation that are coming there to help get that state back on, you know, back on the grid. So I think one of the things that I think I, and I know power is down and I know that the, you know, the FCC is helping out with trying to get people with their cell service restored. If there's a way, um, you know, to whether it's going through your offices here in DC, you know, your representatives to see how you can best channel that type of help, because I, I think at the one thing we you never want is you in the effort in trying to help other people, you don't want to put yourself at risk and then create another situation. So that would be my best advice you know, on how to move forward with that to make sure that when the people that need the help get the help, as well as that the people who are being the Good Samaritans that they stay safe. It's really hard seeing some of these images and, you know, just my thoughts are, of course, with the people that are impacted. <laughs>